153. Trees. Two days after sparring with Amelia, Rain was still sore. His armor was uncomfortably tight too, already overdue for another resizing. Mercifully though, his hunger had been less constant of late. The changes weren't done, but it looked like they were at least winding down. That was good. While Tallheart could resize his armor endlessly, there was nothing any of them could do for his force weave. The stretchy fabric had its limits, and Rain was already feeling a bit like an overstuffed sausage. It was the 27th of Fallow, not even a week since they had entered the depths. It was amazing to think that so much had happened in so little time. But despite that, Rain was already anxious to move on. Tallheart wasn't ready, however. Even now, Rain could hear the rhythmic clanging of the civilian's hammer as he worked on Amelia's new bow. One of her old ones, uh, technically half of one, was currently serving Rain as an oversized stylus. After Torhart had shooed him away from his anvil, Rain had spotted the broken weapon, lying where Amelia had dropped it. To keep himself busy, he'd picked it up and started tracing simple runes in the dirt. The runes were mostly an idle curiosity, born out of a desire to better understand what exactly it was that Torhart was doing. Soon enough, however, he'd given up and transitioned to just idly doodling in an attempt to relax. That also hadn't lasted long. Now Rain was still scratching at the dirt with the broken bow, but his thoughts were on something else entirely. Yesterday, too soul-strained for more physical training, Rain had devoted the morning to working on his soul, and the afternoon to running some experiments of a more immediate practicality. Amelia had asked for his help in planning her build, and he was determined to do a good job. That had involved getting a baseline. Calculating the damage of a mundane bowshot was more straightforward than it seemed at first. The key thing, he realized, was that the arrow didn't matter that much, not when it came to how the system calculated damage, anyway. Provided that the projectile survived being fired, the most important factor was the bow. Higher draw strength and longer draw distance directly translated to increased damage. When an archer pulled on a bowstring, they were essentially storing energy. When they let go, that energy would then be transferred to the arrow. A bow, at least as far as the mathematics was concerned, was just a spring. The transfer of elastic potential energy to kinetic energy was one-to-one, -one, assuming you ignored the mass of the bow, its motion, friction, and other such bullshit. When fired, the arrow's velocity would sort itself out based on the energy stored in the bow relative to the starting mass of the projectile. Once it was flying, more bullshit non-idealities popped up, particularly air resistance, However, as long as the arrow wasn't stupidly light or the target ridiculously far away, such things could be mostly ignored. Rain wasn't after the perfect mathematical description. Working with a spherical archer in a vacuum was good enough for that. Unfortunately, his hopes had been dashed, just as they'd been dashed weeks ago when he'd tried stone-throwing with velocity. There would be no taking advantage of the squared term in the kinetic energy equation. There was only one skill they'd found that directly increased arrow speed, 
and it explicitly stated that it didn't affect damage. Whoever or whatever had designed the system, the label Killjoy definitely applied. Undeterred, Rain had continued his experiments. Not having a way to measure the speed of an arrow, he had instead turned his attention to calculating how much work the archer was putting in. The force required to draw a bow wasn't constant. Before you started pulling the string, it was zero, obviously. The further you pulled it back, the harder it became. Draw weight was simply what people called the required force at full draw. Rain had discovered that he hadn't actually known much about bows from his old life. Granted, that wasn't too surprising, but there was also a notable gap in his YouTube history on the subject. Fortunately, through his discussions with Amelia and some practice, he'd found that it wasn't that complicated. The force needed to draw a bow was a linear function of distance, F equals K times D, F for force, D for distance, and K for springiness. He was sure there was a real word for what K represented, but he wasn't going to beat himself up for not knowing it. It was just how bendy the bow was. If you drew a plot with force on one axis and distance on the other, K was the slope. Making that plot had proven to be a bit of a trial. Rain had needed an accurate weight reference to make his measurements, and for that he'd gone to Tallhard, asking him for a 5cm iron cube with Le Nouveau 4 Grand K. A beam balance, a tree, a bucket, some rocks, a very patient Amelia, and more time than he should probably have spent on this project. Rain had finally gotten himself a graph, from there, it was just simple calculus to get the area under the curve. Technically, you didn't even need calculus. You could do it with geometry. The line made a right-angle triangle with the axis, the area of which worked out to E equals half times K times D squared. On average, the steel training bows Tallhart had made boasted draw weights in the 80 kilogram range kilogram force if you wanted to be pedantic, or about 800 newtons. Crazy, but not too crazy. Rain didn't feel bad about rounding, given how little he trusted his initial measurement. Amelia's draw distance was 63 centimetres, so by the formula, the energy stored was 252 joules. J was for joules. Rain's confidence in the accuracy of that number was abysmal, given all his sources of error, but it was something he could worry about when they were back on the surface. Ascension already had councils, so adding one for weights and measures wouldn't require any significant changes to the codes. To find the relationship between energy and damage, he had enlisted Amelia again, who had been more than willing to shoot him at this point, after compensating for her sharpshooting passives and his own force resistance, a full-draw shot had done 504 damage, exactly twice the number in joules. The evenness of the conversion factor was a little scary. To make sure he'd then had Amelia shoot him with the bow only half-drawn, the equation predicted that the base damage would be 126, and the result was 123. 
Rain had been even more surprised than Amelia at how close his prediction had been. Apparently, she had never doubted him, despite all the teasing she'd been doing about how he chose to spend his free time. In any event, though the ratio between jewels and damage was suspect, Rain could now use his formula to predict the damage of an arrow for various scenarios, with some level of confidence. Scenario 1 was an unawakened archer. Assuming a regular wooden bow with a more reasonable, though still respectable, draw weight of 30 kilograms, the formula predicted just under 200 damage from full draw. That sounded moderately fatal, given an average person only had 200 health. But it was more complicated than that. Someone hit with a 200 damage arrow in the forehead would be dead, no question. Someone hit in the toe would survive easily, minus said toe, and barring any unfortunate infections, they wouldn't even lose the full 200 health from the experience. The buffering effect of health was another complicated topic. Staying on track, the second scenario was the case of Stint. At level 5, and invested in the sharpshooting tree, he'd have access to strong draw. Assuming it was rank 10, the skill would double the effective draw strength of any bow he cared to use. 200 damage became 400. Also, being awakened, Stint had likely invested points into strength. That would let him use a better bow, like the steel ones, bringing the damage up to four digits. It was an impressive number for someone at level 5, and it was fairly indicative of why you tended to see more warriors than mages at that level range. Already, however, problems were starting to appear. Not everyone had access to a legendary blacksmith who could make a bow out of metal while keeping it supple enough to function. Bowstrings became an issue, as did the arrows, which also needed to be stronger to survive the rapid acceleration. Skills made it worse. The term for the effect was item strain or more commonly just strain. The accepted rule of thumb in the adventuring community was that a weapon skill would deal 10% of its damage back to the weapon. It wasn't that simple in practice. Not all skills did damage, but using them would still cause strain. The extension to the rule of thumb was therefore to guess based on the damage of a similar skill in the same tier. At low skill ranks, most materials had sufficient hardness for item strain to be only a minor issue. By silver, however, standard equipment could no longer stand up to the forces involved. Warrior, mage, defender, it didn't matter. Use too much power and you'd find yourself unarmed, perhaps literally. Rain could speak from experience there, though fortunately the focus stat ring that had failed on him hadn't detonated with quite that much force. Getting back to the scenario, the drill shot skill at rank 10 would let Stint double his damage again, bringing it up to 2,000 or thereabouts. A steel bow would survive that, possibly even unscathed, but a wooden one would have trouble. There were skills like sturdy bow that helped, but that had their limits, as evidenced by scenario 3. Sharpshooting an offensive tree focusing on physical skills with bows and crossbows. When it comes to defining what a bow is, 
It needs to bend and have a string. Bows are fine, obviously, but so are crossbows, whether lever or crank. Extremely unconfirmed rumour. Even something like a bastilla can be okay if you can manage to pick it up before you fire it. Andon the Strong did it in Legends of the Green Wood. Probably bullshit. Hashtag to do. Build siege weaponry. Test. There is no distinction between an arrow and a bolt. Common uses the same word for both. Most physical skills require a valid target to gain experience. Valid is somewhat subjective. For bows, the condition seems to be that the target is either alive or a challenge to hit, such as a distant archery target, or a falling coin, or me. Tier 0. Drilling shot. Seeker shot. Tier 1. Hardened arrowheads. Sturdy bow. Strong draw. Piercing shot. Tier 2. Sharpened arrowheads. Endless quiver. Pinning shot. Sniper shot. Hidden. Fire a powerful charged shot with extreme range. Tier 3. Bleeder shot. Splinter shot. Multi-shot. Hidden. Fire an arrow that splits into rank times two projectiles. Tier 4. Stacked shot. This document was one of several, a compilation of Rain's hard numbers with Amelia's more intuitive grasp of what the listed skills did. Torhart too had supplied a good bit of info, most notably concerning the Tier 4s and hidden skills. He'd seen them in action, after all. As for the formulas, Rain's default skill, Interface, was still stubbornly refusing to give him anything other than the final numbers. He'd had to piece them together the hard way. The end result was a bit disorganized, but reasonably accurate, he thought. Nodding to himself, Rain opened another window. Sharpshooting. The Amelia number. 189.8. Skill. Drilling shot. Seeker shot. Hardened arrowheads. Sturdy bow. Strong draw. Piercing shot. Sharpened arrowheads. Endless quiver. Pinning shot. Sniper shot. Bleeder shot. Splinter shot. Multi-shot. Stacked shot. His spreadsheet application was still a bit jank, but it had already proven itself worth all the swearing. This window showed what you got if you crunched the numbers for every sharpshooting skill using Amelia's stats with plus 10 from accolades. Amelia didn't have all of these skills unlocked yet, of course, let alone at rank 10. This was just Rain's way of getting a glimpse at one possible future. As an example, say Amelia did have the ranks listed. Rain could then calculate the damage for something like Drilling Shot, using a base damage of 500 from the 80 kilo draw training bow. Drilling Shot was a 2.9 times multiplier, Strong Draw was 2 times, and Sharpened Arrowheads was another 2 times. That worked out to 5,800 damage. The Steel Bow needed to withstand 10% of that, more than enough to overcome the hardness stat of the unenchanted metal. It probably wouldn't break it completely, though, at least not with a single shot. Sturdy Bow wouldn't stop the weapon from taking damage, but it would allow it to endure more punishment overall. The Arrow, also Steel, would likely survive as well, even without hardened arrowheads.
It wouldn't bear any of the item strain, merely the mundane forces of the launch, considerable though those might be. Returning to damage, 5,800 was about half that of an overcharged fireball with Amelia's previous build. It didn't seem that impressive until you realized that Drilling Shot only took 10 stamina and a single arrow to activate. Further, it could be used as quickly as a person could draw and shoot, more or less. There was no cooldown beyond the default system tick of one second. Rain's eye slid down the window, stopping to rest on sniper shot. After the 10 second charge time, the skill would deal 500 times 9.7 times 2 times 2, 19,400 damage. That was less than an overcharged fireball with triplicate casting. But it came with a redonkulous range and could be done for the measly cost of a hundred stamina, one arrow, and, probably, one training bow. Torhart hadn't enchanted the weapons. He'd said it was for Rain's safety. And then, there was Tier 4. Stacked Shot would let you fire a volley of twenty spinning, target-seeking, piercing, pinning sniper shots that split on impact and inflicted bleeding wounds ignoring the fact that the training bow would explode the instant you even thought about activating that kind of combo, the total damage would be 114,400 split across 400 arrows, each dealing 286 damage. Even that was far from the full story. Each projectile would ignore half of its target's hardness, and, assuming it did damage, it would inflict bleeding and pin before piercing. After the piss, splinter shot would trigger again, splitting each surviving arrow into twenty, dealing minor additional damage to anyone nearby. It was essentially a meteor made out of toothpicks. Unlike meteor, however, stacked shot was good for other tricks as well. Say you activated the same combo only without multi-shot and splinter shot. You'd get a single projectile dealing 57,200 damage plus bleed and pin. When it hit its target, it would almost certainly pierce, and then, thanks to seeker shot, it would turn right the hell around and hit the target again, and then again, and then again. Each time it would inflict another stack of bleeding and refresh the pin duration. Granted, the arrow would probably break on impact. Even if it survived, the piercing would eventually stop after the target's defenses whittled down the remaining damage, or barring that when the range of seeker shot expired. But still, it was, on paper, completely insane. And that was only one skill tree. One. Rain ran a hand through his hair. His doodle long forgotten. More windows appeared. Elemental Archer. A buffing tree focused on magically empowering arrows. Anything that multiplies elemental damage here also multiplies any elemental damage enchanted on the arrow. Arrow is a key word, like aura. One arrow buff can be used at once. They count as spells and are subject to things like mastery, synergy, affinity, etc. They aren't evocations, though, so no overcharge, guide, sending, triplicate casting, etc. 
arrow skills do nothing for the arrow's physical damage, hurting it if anything. They cause item strain, but the arrow just has to survive it long enough to reach its target. The buffs will work with metal arrows too, but will reduce accuracy significantly. Tier 0 Fire Arrow Ice Arrow Tier 1 Shock Arrow Poison Arrow Stone Arrow Arrow Affinity Tier 2 Radiant Arrow Stygian Arrow Tier 3 Mental Arrow Arrow Synergy Sapping Arrow Hidden Charmin Arrow to Drain MP Tier 4 Prismatic Arrow Elemental Archer ODS The Amelia Number 189.8 Skill Fire Arrow Ice Arrow Shock Arrow Poison Arrow Stone Arrow Arrow Affinity Radiant Arrow Stygian Arrow Mental Arrow Sapping Arrow Arrow Synergy Prismatic Arrow Equipment to Use Utility Tree Governing General Equipment Use The Empowered Skills are toggleable. They are also hard on the item if the enchantment goes above the limit for the material. Allows Tallheart to save resources and effort if designing with this in mind. Bows count as offhand, arrows as mainhand. Tier 0. Empowered underwear. Empowered overwear. Deep durability. Tier 1. Empowered mainhand. Empowered offhand. Empowered amulet. Empowered Charms, Deep Hardness, Hidden, Deep Sharpness, Hidden. Tier 2, Empowered Rings, Empowered Armor, Smell Bound Item. Tier 3, Repair Bound Item, Recharge Bound Item, Unknown Hidden Skill. Tier 4, Equipment Mastery, Decreases Strain on Equipment by Rank Times 5%. Equipment Use ODS The Amelia Number 189.8 Skill Empowered Underwear Empowered Overwear Deep Durability Empowered Main Hand Empowered Offhand Empowered Amulet Empowered Charms Deep Hardness Deep Sharpness Empowered Rings Empowered Armor Smell Bound Item Repair Bound Item Recharge Bound Item Unknown Equipment Mastery Heavy Armor A defensive tree focused on heavy armor. Skills are generally about boosting defenses and protecting yourself. A piece of armor is considered heavy if it is mostly rigid. Typically, this means metal, but it also allows things like stone, crystal, wood, etc. Chain does not count as heavy, even though it is metal. Some related trees are light armor, shield wielding, and threat attraction. There's some other armor stuff scattered, like bramble armor and hauberk of spite. Tier 0. Heavy armor. Mountain stance. Tier 1. Thickened plate. Hardened plate. Resistant plate. Conductive plate. Tier 2. Draining plate. Deep plate. Heavy resistance Enhancement, Ethereal Helm, Hidden. Tier 3, Grease Exterior, Regenerative Plate, Heavy Armor Inventory, Hidden. Banish and Summon Heavy Armor. 
up to rank plus focus divided by 20. Pieces may be stored in the soul. Note, rounded down. Note, armor must be equipped to be stored. Note, slot must be empty to recall. Note, this skill explicitly mentions the soul. Speculation. There are versions of this that let you store other things. Cost? Question mark MP per kilogram. Note, cost is based on weight, but TH can remember the conversion factor. Rumbled at me when I suggested hitting him with a winter nova for something so trivial. Tempted to do it anyway to get back at him for not mentioning this skill when I asked about bags of holding. Guess I'll find out what it is once Amelia unlocks it. An item-enhanced version of this skill is how Tallheart does his helmet trick. He doesn't have the skill, obviously, but he was able to figure out the runes for it by studying Lily, somehow. The effect is a little different and works on charges, and he can't restore those without Grand Tell. Every time he summons his helmet, he is depleting charges with no easy way to get them back. He says don't worry about it, but won't tell me how many he has left. Can he do this for other skills? Yes, see my shield. Why does that use mana, but this use charges? Why the hell am I writing a journal about my skill notes? To do. Move this to TH questions to ODT. To do. Fix max document size bug. Requires 50 ranks in the heavy armor tree. Requires 50 ranks in the equipment use tree. Unknown hidden skills. Requires mana manipulation. Requires question mark. Tier 4, Living Armor. HeavyArmor.ods, the Amelia number, 189.8. Health Regen, 79.1 per hour. Skill, Heavy Armor, Mountain Stance, Thickened Plate, Hardened Plate, Resistant Plate, Conductive Plate, Draining Plate, Deep Plate, Heavy Resistance Enhancement, Ethereal Helm, Grease Exterior. Regenerative Plate, Heavy Armor Inventory, Unknown, Living Armor, Potpourri.odt. Hashtag to do, make this file less of a disaster. List for Amelia, Airwalk, Healing Word, Hashtag to do, find out why Amelia is so touchy about higher tier healing spells. I really hope I'm wrong. Healing Affinity, Message, Brace. Maybe not needed with armor. Attract. We can probably do without this. Mana Sight. Lunar Orb. Maybe we can do without this. Use Radiance or Torches. Intrinsics. Which ones? Mute. Stamina Transfer. Dump it. Got Energy Well. Energy Well. Life Spring. Healing Trance. A Clarity. Body Strengthening. Magical Synergy. Physical Synergy. Efficient Movement. Masteries should be one for each element. Can't find light, dark, mental. Sub-element affinities. Found earth, fire, ice, lightning. Hidden. Lunch. Synergy skills. Same as affinity skills. These work on keywords. Skills scale the more skills you have with that keyword. 
Not everything with synergy in the name is a synergy spell. Magical synergy, for example. Affinity skills. These work on sub-elements. Fire, ice, lightning, water, air, etc. Boost skills with that sub-element keyword, but not all effects of that element. Example, fire affinity won't boost immolate, but it would boost fireball, including both the heat and force damage. There are also affinity spells with keywords that aren't sub-elements. Is there an aura affinity? 1. Seriously, the formatting in this file is cursed. Why is this one a number? Why won't it go away? Elemental Mastery Skills There is one for each element, in some tree or another, but some are hidden. Boosts all effects of that element. Not everything with mastery in the name is a mastery skill. Channel Mastery, for example, is its own thing. Elemental Resistance Skills These boost how much resistance you get from each point of endurance. There is one for each primary element, but some are hidden. Could there be a bow cutter? Hashtag to do ask Val about light mastery. Hashtag to do ask Val about tree recombination. Hashtag to do ask Starvo about the definition of a weapon. Hashtag to do ask Starvo if oatmeal is a soup. Hashtag to do start official skill compendium. Hashtag to do figure out hyperlinks between documents. Wiki-like? Hashtag to do, build a search tool for hashtag to do's. Hashtag to do, sit down and actually work on the hashtag to do's. An hour a day? Hey, Amelia said, startling rain quite severely. He moved aside the window so he could see her standing there in her iron armor. She was smiling at him with her visor raised and was holding an enormous evil-looking recurve bow in her left hand. The weapon was made of a dark, dull metal, matching that of the oversized arrows peeking over her shoulder. Adamant. Only then did Rain realize that Torhart's hammering had stopped. Rain must have been making a funny face as Amelia was laughing as she reached through his interface to offer him a hand. Shall we test it out? <laughs>